Mixtapes with Mike is now working in partnership with Black Circle Records, an independent record store based in Leighton Buzzard. No money is changing hands, but we will be working together on some promotions, so it would help us both out if you would take a second to follow Black Circle Records on Instagram or click the link in the show notes to check out their website. Welcome to Mixtapes with Mike, the podcast where I invite a guest to make us a mixtape of 10 tracks without using the same artist twice. We're going to talk about each song, and if you like the sound of what you hear, you can listen to the mixtape in full on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. So if you're the kind of person who'd enjoy a new mixtape every Monday, please subscribe to the podcast, and as ever, it would mean the world to me if you would take a moment to leave a positive review on whatever platform you're listening on. I had a fantastic reaction to last week's episode with Ed Lee. Very grateful to him for being so generous with his time. Uh, I actually got a really nice review, which I'll read to you now. This is such an awesome idea for a podcast that's executed with great humour and insight. So glad the lost art of discovering music gems from a friend and discussing it isn't dead, even if you can't rewind it with a biro anymore. It's also great to hear other people's musical journeys through life. Oh, thanks, man. That's really cool. Um, I was looking at the stats just now, and I've had listeners in places as exotic as Memphis, Miami, Brooklyn, and even as far afield as Stoke-on-Trent. So if you're one of those people who are listening in one of these far-flung places in the world, it would be amazing if you would shoot me an email at contactmixtapes at gmail.com or just shoot me a DM on Instagram. My profile is Mixtapes with Mike Podcast. Um, Just let me know who you are, where you are, why you like it, how I can make it better. I'm all about progress. I'm all about evolving. That's what I'm all about. So by you giving me that feedback that I crave, you're helping me to grow as a person and as a podcaster. It would appear that the edit has found me in a bit of a silly mood. And it has occurred to me, actually, that the tone of the podcast has been fairly sort of serious discussion, which is, and it will continue to be that. But it it struck me the other day that some of you might get a bit of a surprise if you ever got the chance to see me tell a joke on stage because it is mostly dick jokes so I'm gonna have to start revealing a little bit of my actual personality in these intros so that you know what you're in for is that what I'm doing I suppose that's what I'm doing but anyway I digress This week's guest is a actor and comedian who has made a point of being as productive as possible throughout the pandemic. She's blended her previous life as a dancer with her passion for creating musical comedy and the result is really enjoyable and infectious and whenever I happen upon her as I scroll through a social media feed, she always makes me smile and very often makes me laugh. This week's guest is actor, comedian and content creator Gwen Carroll. How you doing? Hello, thanks for having oh, good, me. Good good to have you. It's <laughs> it's um I, th- I think you're you're the first person who's kinda online output is very musical, musically focused. Ah, that makes me really happy the way you say that because <laughs> that's always been a goal is to be, a, I, I love, I'm very music driven. So the fact that you found me based on that is like, well, I mean, goals. like, I'm very, very ever, ever since it. I relaunched this last May, mm-hmm. I've 
before I always put loads of pressure on myself to sit in the same room as the person I was interviewing. So they just added this whole layer of logistics yeah. that you had to like get around, like um, oh, yeah. finding a place that was quiet enough to record and all that. Um, and sit, you know, setting the digi recorder up, you know, making sure you've got, the, you know, the batteries fully charged and all that stuff. And then doing it online on Zoom has been this revelation because I can just approach people who look approachable and who would be interested in talking about music. So, um, and th there was an element of hit and hope, like you know, like just you know, you 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 miss ninety nine percent of the shots you don't take, kind of vibe. We're just like, I'm just gonna. Right, I'm going to message right. some people and go, I do this thing. Would you be interested? <laughs> and it, it's really cool to get messages about like, hey, this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a blast. Um, so I'm stoked. So, so for, for, for the benefit <laughs> of the uninitiated, I was scrolling through Instagram mm -hmm. and I see this ball of energy dancing <laughs> to, to like 90s and noughties pop music uh, and it's very well done but and very entertaining hey, and i was thanks. just like she Thank looks like you. the kind of person that might want to talk about music yeah oh a hundred thousand percent it's crazy because i was a dance major in college and i like stopped dancing like for years um and just like started doing acting and voiceover and other things and i've kind of it's been really fun to, uh, to like bring back dance into my world i think being locked up and like needing to move was really a fuel for that but like it's cool that like i can do that again and people are like yeah i get a lot of messages of people being like you're just like me i do this in my house you know <laughs> i dance around my kitchen too so it's uh it feels yeah good. actually that's it that's a good, good point like you're doing what a lot of people do yeah. when they think they're not being watched yeah that's that's what i uh, yeah i mean i do ham it up a little bit maybe a lot sometimes but yeah it's nice to feed to for, that people find me relatable and they're like oh man we're like are we separated at birth i get that message a lot lately and i'm like yeah probably i mean that's <laughs> great <laughs> long lost so, twins so, all of so us <laughs> were the the were the dance videos like a, a result of being like isolated and locked down and and having less options of things to do because of everything that's been going on a little bit yeah i think there's definitely an element to that i was taking zoom dance classes for a little bit with a good friend of mine a choreographer which i haven't uh, been able to join in for a while now but i would just yeah i felt that i realized that like moving around um without having to do like too much traditional exercise which i get very bored with um was like really really helpful to just shake off you know um stress and and like you know you know, mm -hmm. bad energy um, and feeling down. So I was like, well, why not like use that and um, dance to songs that I love? I'm doing it anyway. And uh, people liked it. So I kept doing no, it. It's, it's, it's it. it always makes me smile when I'm scrolling through oh. and then you, you sort of jump into the feed and you're like, okay, what is it? Because it's, it's, it's always like a pop classic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I try to. I have a, such a long list of there's like so there's too much there's like never ending great classic pop songs um, and alternative songs and you know, I mean all genres but like pop especially in in that era when which I I we were growing up um, is like you know nostalgia really uh, 
there's so much of it. And yeah, so the list is long. <laughs> the list is long of so songs. What, 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 now, you mentioned that you do some voiceover. You mentioned that you do some acting. But I, I noticed yeah. there's, there's another profile on Instagram where you're doing some more mm-hmm. musical mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so tell us about that. So my best friend and I of many years, we've been friends since... Uh, We've known each other since third grade, um, and we're very close since seventh grade, especially. Um, we liked to do musical parodies, so we would always change the lyrics to songs. Very Weird Al style. He's a big influence. Um, and we started um, making little music videos based on making parodies of songs. And um, last year, we finished uh, post-production on a short film that involves that whole concept. Um, has like a big music video where we parody uh, Zed song, um, and uh, yeah, we've been doing that for a handful of years now, and it's really fun. Amazing. It's really fun and funny, yeah, and it's comedy. So, so, yeah. so did <laughs> did your online kind of output inform how you approach making your mixtape? A little bit, I, yeah, because the way you found me was through these nostalgic sort of classic um, throwback videos that made us all go, oh God, that song. Um, I wanted to do something based on that. Um, And I also had in mind, you know, what you, I think you said something like, what would you make for a friend? So I thought, you know, what would I make for Kara? Who's my other half of of Pretty on Pitch, which is our, our whole deal. And I was like, what would I send her? But with a couple of a couple of like added bonuses of like, but you have to hear like you know this song, but a couple of like you have to hear this song. <laughs> okay. Also, so yeah, it really did okay. inform. So so I think so. Who's the first no. track by? First track, because I'm a Gwen, is by no doubt, of course. Um, the first uh, other Gwen I fell in love with. <laughs> um. And this is my favorite, uh, arguably my favorite of of No Doubt um, off of their second album. They've come up a couple of times just recently, actually. I do do like a live version of this on stereo with a comedian called Steph Tolev. And... um, We were we put we put a, a mixtape together that were songs to travel to or drive to, uh, and her mm. her first pick was a no doubt track. Oh, that's cool! Driving songs, man, I would love. I need to find that. You need to send me that playlist because I love 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 love. We, we approached songs. it very differently. Did yeah okay? Because I have like driving songs that are very like calm, maybe like even bluegrassy but sometimes even like bluegrass music feels good to drive to to me yeah so like <laughs> sometimes but, sometimes i like traveling to stuff that's quite melancholic and a little bit wistful but uh, but yeah. also like the way i approached mm. it with the uh, the episode with steph was like my my picks were co- co- quite four of the floor and a bit pacey about mm. driving for you know for, for for hours on end on like on the motorway or something like that you know yeah yeah i love so, that but That's weirdly, cool. when when No Doubt first kind of came on the scene, I wasn't as enamoured with them because at the time I was listening to a lot of more distorted kind of punk rock stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so I, I didn't I didn't actively dislike them or anything, but I just didn't go in, you know. But but yeah, you just weren't like in it. I had no choice. She's my name twin, first of all. 
<laughs> but also, yeah, I, I mean, uh, a really in, influential uh, woman as someone who's growing up to be a woman at the time, you know? Um, and um, she was badass. She still is. She really still she, is. She has not aged at um, all. Yeah. I know. What? What? How? I mean, she did a really good job. If she has anything done to her face, it's very subtle because it looks. She, she, looks she does fantastic. look really good. But I mean, I re- one thing I remember mm-hmm. getting called out a lot was the she had this kind of DIY m- mentality where she was like making her own clothes for like performing on stage, and she had she always had this really. Yeah unique look in all the videos and stuff yeah yeah she really she really had her own thing going on i think you know like we see gaga we saw gaga doing a lot of that i think i always think like gwen stefani walked (laughs) so gaga could run and that in the in terms of fashion i think she really i think i bought some of her stuff on ebay back in the day like i think i bought like a pair of pants of hers or something and I don't think they fit. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly, but there was something like that. But she also had like a perfume line with like cute little Gwens that I had a bunch of those. Yeah, I was pretty in. All right. So this track is. <laughs> this is Bathwater by No Doubt. Okay, so that's no doubt. Who's up next? So, my first concert I ever went to was Our Lady Peace. Um, in eighth grade, we were the 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 kids in this bar. <laughs> it was an all ages show, and um, we were like the youngest people in there. We were like, you know annoying everybody because we're so young in this bar and it was like this seedy little place um and uh i remember i was wearing like the baggy jeans so this so like this band was like my first experience with like a live show live music and like feeling like such a cool kid being (laughs) being at this rock concert um and they're canadian we love that um yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was familiar with the name of the band, but I hadn't really listened to any of their stuff. But I was listening to your mixtape today uh, when I was out walking the dog, mm-hmm. and I really like this track. Um, th- th- there were elements mm-hmm. of the vocal that reminded me a little bit of um, of uh, Gavin Rosdale from Bush. Um, oh, totally. And, totally. And it it made me think of a, a lot of other kind of nineties rock, and it and it. It made me wonder how I kind of missed these guys. They, they obviously just sort of blew right by me. But I, I, no, I did really like this. So like, so, so like, were you chaperoned to that gig? No, I don't think so. Maybe I was. I, you know, I might have my age wrong. Maybe I was more like six. No, this was early. This was like eighth grade. I was a kid. I don't remember. Is my answer. I think. I there had to have been somebody. You would hope with us i mean we definitely didn't drive there ourselves so i but i don't remember my memory is, is it a dutiful us. parent waiting in the car outside maybe or maybe yeah there it didn't feel like i don't have any memory of like an adult being with us i remember feeling like really and I'm, i do remember feeling really overwhelmed by that like crowd at the bar which i feel like 
that all the time in crowded spaces anyway. But uh, yeah, I don't remember like a parental figure being there. And I remember feeling like, oh God, these adults hate, like very self-aware. These adults hate us because we're like the kids on the bar of this rock concert being obnoxious and, you know, just running around being I, I, I had a I had a similar thing uh, for my yeah. first ever gig. We we got to, to see a band mm. called Terravision, and my friend Nathaniel's mum mm. took us. But she was she was kind of like a bit of a cool mum, but but wasn't trying too hard. Like she she was just she liked the music, so oh, yeah. she would take us to to these gigs. And I remember being dead impressed. You know, it's just like oh right, so she's she's yeah. in the gig with us. Oh she's oh she's. Dancing along. Okay, cool. And she's not like tell it, t- controlling us or telling us what to do this whole time or how to act. Like she was just like with you. The only That's thing really she- cool. We had a, I had a friend with a parent like that. I don't, I, and if it, and if there was a parent with us, it probably would have been hers. <laughs> the only thing she told us not to do was don't headbang too hard. You're going to hurt your neck. That was the extent of the. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, like don't hurt your body. Granted, you were if you were younger, like it was probably worse for her to headbang. You know, now now if I if I even thought of, if I think about headbanging, my neck will hurt. So <laughs> I'm sure as a kid, it would be a little bit easier. It was the mosh pits that we were, you know, told to stay out of. Like, eh, don't go yeah, we, I wasn't ready for that yet. But uh... no, I know I was always too scared. Oh, I, I, weirdly, as long as it's not too ferocious music. Like in general, it's quite a yeah. supportive atmosphere. Like more often than not, if someone falls down, people around them will like. Even people you don't know will just literally just go pick them up. There's there's a sort of let's make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. But, but some yeah. mosh pits do look like a fight, so it's like you gotta stay out of that one. Yeah, I think I wonder if it depends on the I th- band. I honestly think it does. Too. Okay, so which which Our Lady Peace track are we listening to? So this is Superman's Dead. Okay, that that's our, our okay. lady piece. Who are we listening to now? So, next up is Natalie and Brulia. Um, the '90s cutesy little Australian pop singer. Um, and uh, it's funny, my friend Kara and I, who I've already talked about, uh, we did a game show. We shot a game show um, this last year. And we had no phones and no uh, clock in the room while we were waiting. It was really crazy. We had, there was no sense of time. So we spent the whole time, a lot, oh, not the whole time, majority of the time, trying to take this album and see if we could remember the songs in order exactly what songs came next we didn't do that well we did all right we remembered a handful of songs we couldn't remember the order because we'd listen to this song front to back back to front like constantly for a really good chunk of time when we were younger there's definitely periods in everyone's life where they just took an album and held it so closely and listened to it so intently Mm -hmm. that 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 nothing else Mm -hmm. got a look in for for a considerable amount of time and, yeah. And, yeah. and this this track I it was it was always in sort of almost like regular rotation on like morning radio and there 
there's a point in, in high school in the UK where you get sent off for like two weeks work experience and I was uh, sort of working at this guitar shop so my my dad would drive me in like every morning to drop me off to the centre of Birmingham and some point in the journey this track would always come on and and wow. it was kind of like it was pop but it was guitar enough that you could get into it yeah it was it was very chill um and and actually beyond those years like this became like a go-to karaoke track for me for a long oh, time oh i can imagine this was a karaoke jam for a lot <laughs> yeah. of people it's so good and i think it still is I'm, i mean i mean people don't go to karaoke right now but they will again and it will be it will it will be glorious be there. Everyone you, you, the, yeah, the, the first time song. I ever did karaoke was in California. Yes, yeah, so because really? I used to be like a gigging musician. I get, I just didn't need to yeah, to yeah. do that because I was playing songs at, at, at proper gigs. So it, it, it never occurred sure. to me to, to sing cover songs in, in a bar like that. So uh, I was over there with work, and it it was one of those nights where we didn't plan for it to be a night out but it just kind of went that way yeah. and somebody suggested karaoke I said I've never done it and all of a sudden it was happening oh and now it's yes. happening yeah yeah uh, that's a challenge so, now. and it's, it's happened a couple <laughs> of times since and I'm into it I'm totally down yeah it's it's my husband love 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 loves karaoke the most and so even when I'm like not in the mood to be like a show off and sing, <laughs> which I'm not always, he's like, he is like hardcore. He wants to go karaoke like regularly. Um, What's his go-to to. track though? His, oh gosh, it used to be, he used to sing um, Only the Good Die Young by Billy Joel. Um, he would, he will sing, um, oh God, I can't even think of what other songs. He loves to sing Eye to Eye from the Goofy movie. I do too. It's a great one. Yeah, I can't. Oh God, I can't even think of other ones. There's like some. He like he loves uh, right. pop punk, and then you know, for me it's this song. Or <laughs> it was, for a long time it was Pat Benatar, but you know that got that's oversaturated in terms of people singing. Pat okay, Benatar. so I'm I'm I'm, I'm sure the listener knows which track we're talking about, but what Nat what Natalie oh, yeah. Bugley track are we listening to? The very classic torn. Okay, so that's Natalie Burglia. Who's up next? Mm-hmm. This one is a really fun one and a super, uh, super nostalgic one, especially, uh, especially catered to Kara, my friend. I was like, this is for you because in middle school, this was like our big, uh, um, oh God, what is he, what is this genre? I can't, my mind's blinking. Say Ferris. Okay. <laughs> um, they were our very like ska punk that's it ska punk face that we had and we would listen to this and, and jam out to this at uh, sleepovers um all the time with our little group of friends um and they uh she was super she was super cool leading lady of this band and uh she had red hair and it was i loved that look and that's one of the reasons i have red hair now um yeah. Scott so, did you ever get to see, did you ever get to see them fun. live? 
No, we never got to see them live. I wonder if any of my friends did. I don't think we did. Um, I didn't go to as many live shows as I wish I would have then. And I think maybe we all feel that way. But like, I really didn't. I had like friends go to concerts and I was like, oh, I'm busy. I'm, uh, I'm like, hmm. I was a dancer. So I was like, oh, I have dance. I have rehearsal. I have, you know, all of that stuff. I was too yeah, busy. Yeah, like I, I, like I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a stand up in my spare time when the world isn't burning. Uh, so, oh, really? so there's a lot nice. of social engagements that you miss because you're chasing gigs and you, you, you're committed yeah. to doing this thing. Yeah. And it, and after a while, people just stop asking, which is kind oh, of, wow. it's, but it's it, but but weirdly yeah. because you're so set on pursuing this thing, you almost don't notice it's happening. But but now. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see live music again. Like, I, I will never take leaving mm-hmm. the house for granted ever again. Yeah. My husband and I talk about this constantly. We're like, okay, first three concerts we're going to go to, go. Like, and we could, they change all the time. But yeah, it's like, okay, where are we going first? Because I need to catch up. A, fr- a friend of mine yeah. has a thing with her boyfriend where they, they try to go to at least one live music gig a week. Like, not... Not like a big oh, wow. grand scale type thing. No, but like any exactly music. like little yeah. independent yeah, yeah, yeah. gigs or you yeah. know and bigger gigs when they get the opportunity. Like jazz night. Yeah, just, or just like, to yeah. find new stuff. Yeah. And, and and I've got nothing but mm-hmm. admiration for how diligently they stick to it, and they they must. That's a yeah, great they commitment. They must be missing it so much. Make. No, you yeah, know, it's one of those things it. where you look at their Instagram feed and you're just like, oh my god, how do they find the time? But um. I, I, yeah. So, you, you 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 raised the question. So, what? The, who are the first three artists that you would want to see? Well, one of the artists is is on my list here. So I don't know if I'm a spoiler okay. to that yet. Um, but the 1975 is really is one I've okay. been feeling lately. Um, I want to go see Taylor Swift live. <laughs> I have a friend who's a super fan, and the album she's released recently. Um, my friend talks to me about like mm-hmm. constantly and she's like really into that Taylor Swift world. She's very big Swifty. And so I've gotten really on board with like, God, I really want to go see her live now. Um, and gosh, who else do I want to go see? AJR just released a new album this last week. No, no. Are you familiar? They're fantastic. They're like, they're very cool. Um, they have like an electronic vibe, but they also, yeah, they're electronic, but they incorporate mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. They're genreless. Um, they just released a great album this last week, and I'm dying over it. And I, so they're okay. number three. So for me, yeah. um, there's an artist that I love and have seen numerous times, but really want to see again uh, by the name mm. of Fink. Um, he's. He's like a, he's kind of singer songwriter, a bit bluesy, but also a bit dub. Um, really, mm. a little bit avant garde, really. Um, really cool story. Um, so he used to be like a like a DJ, like turntablist type guy, and he's signed to this mm-hmm. really cool label here in the UK called Ninja Tune. They do a lot of sort of uh, trip hop, hip hop, and sort of um, cinematic orchestra. Uh, an app that I love or or signed to Ninja Tune and then he he puts out his first album which is very sort of electro breakbeat kind of stuff and then he Mm. just goes completely the opposite direction he puts an album together uh, with just vocals and guitar 
like very bluesy almost folk and he kind of hands it in but he's almost embarrassed by the, the, the stylistic change so he makes out that it's session musicians he's worked with thinking that the, the label won't be into it but they love it and they're like oh my god this is amazing are they available to tour and then he had to like oh actually it's it's me it's like amazing we don't have to pay anyone else so so I, I've, I've always Whoa. loved his music um there's a another band that i love called the joy formidable very noisy welsh rock band who cool. quite often thrash out at the end of each song with loads of like feedback effects and loops you know to create this kind of monstrosity kind of noise and then someone i've got into in the last six months would be arlo parks you heard her yet oh she's amazing well i'm excited now amazing (laughs) sort of poet slash singer from london some very good live hip-hop-esque kind of instrumentation but, oh, but yeah. beautifully sort of soulful vocals and oh, god the UK really has it going on in terms of that yeah sort of like blend. honestly the uh, the album is called <laughs> Collapsed in Sunbeams and it's astonishing Collapsed in Sunbeams cool yay now I have a list of new stuff that, to listen to which is my favorite my so, so what say Ferris track are we listening to yeah. oh so this is World is New by Save Ferris Okay, moving on from Save Ferris, who are we listening to now? Okay, so this was my my first tween crush, and it's coming all back to me now because I think okay, they're it's Hanson, it's Hanson, <clears throat> Hanson. These Hanson brothers were the loves of my life. <laughs> At a young age, I like had posters on my wall. I read fan fiction about them. It was bad. Good, whatever, however you want to. Um, and it's really funny because um, I don't know if you've watched The Masked Singer at all. I think they have. Yeah, they have. Yeah, a, we have, they have a UK, UK Masked Singer, which I've seen, which I've seen some episodes of because my friend shared them with me because a Spice Girl was on it. Um, and. Uh, and uh, the recent season, they have uh, these Russian dolls and started off with two of them. They haven't been revealed yet. Uh, started off with two of them and they're like singing and I'm and immediately, I'm like, this is Hanson. This is them. This is them and nobody else. And there's two of them in one Russian doll. And then the next episode, of course, they reveal that there's a third Russian doll. And you're like, yep, yep, it's them. And I'm like squealing in my living room like a little girl again. Um, so if you couldn't tell, I love them. And what's great, what people I think don't realize about Hanson, and maybe they do, but I don't think they do enough. They've been making great music this entire time. They, I mean, maybe a short break, but uh, to have like, they, I think they each have seven children at this point. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, they've made great music and they're still great musicians and I think their newer music is very underrated uh, I, I've got to be honest when I saw them on the list I was like okay <laughs> but then when I listened to this track I was like wow this is this is really really listenable and 
Yeah, it's about. like because obviously, it, yeah. I guess certainly over here in the UK, th- th- there was an element of being perceived as a bit of a one-hit wonder. Um, mm-hmm. I know that there were I know that there yeah. were singles that followed Do What, but sorry, Umbop, sorry, Umbop, but That's enough. it you know like the, a lot of the stuff that followed didn't really stick. So yeah, and, uh, but, that's fair. That's but a fair perception. It's a it, it's blisteringly obvious when you listen to this that they never stopped progressing and they're so good at writing these kind of catchy hooks like I was I was like I was literally bobbing around my kitchen doing the dishes listening to this going is this is this happening am I um <laughs> See, yeah you I did you, you totally did <laughs> And, I, and that's a, there's a, I picked a newer, that's, this isn't even that new. This is still several years ago, but like I picked a newer track for a reason because I want people to know that they still got some good shit going on. Um, they have a, a brand new album too, I think, that has a couple of good ones on it. Uh, c- consider my curiosity peaked. So yeah. All right. So, so this track is? Yay. So this is, I, I've been thinking about something. So, moving on from Hanson, who's up next? So, these queens (laughs) are TLC, and um, their style, their music videos, their music was such a sexy vibe that that I loved. They were my first, I think they were my first cassette tape that I ever got. That and Boys to Men, I was really into R&B when I first started getting cassettes and and um, CDs. And there was, I was really into the R&B world. And uh, TLC, they were the queens of it. And I just like, every time I hear the song, I think of like the silk robes and the, like the, it's just like this music video was just like, I wanted to be the music video. <laughs> I wanted to be this sexy, like, yeah, person. I, mean, I was, I was like a an ardent kind of rock fan you know at the time mm-hmm. but uh when waterfalls came out it was such an undeniable song like that i bought that cassette yeah you know yeah and, and because it, there was only two songs on it, it it got played on repeat in my parents car a lot oh yeah um, yeah i'm trying to think what my first cassette yeah. like my first cassette might have been an elvis costello single it's no, what, well, yeah. It's 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 something to be <laughs> proud of now, but at the time, yeah. like my mates were like, "Why have you bought that?" But I, I had seen him like playing on a show, and I was just like, "That single's rad!" Like I I want that. Um, but uh, but yeah. yes, um, but I def I definitely bought Waterfalls, and I definitely listened to it, played it to death. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember going to Universal Studios um, with my family uh, at, like a few years after that was released and them being like on the Universal Studios tour, they'd be like, this is where they filmed the Waterfalls video. And everyone's going, ooh, like, because it was such a great video and a great track. Yeah. So I like, I always remember my first Universal Studios was like, they were like, TLC was here. And I was like, wow. First, first time we went to mm-hmm. Universal Studios 
in California. I remember the tour guide on that that sort of that sort of car. You know, the the, the tour in in like the little sort of road train. Yeah, they have like a like. Yeah, he was hilarious. He he was quite obviously oh, yeah. gay, camp as fuck, and he was definitely going <laughs> off book with some of his commentary. Because I remember, I remember Jaws came best. out of the water, and he was like, "Oh, it's Solange. That's Craig." You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's the best. Those are the best tour guides. They're so under underpaid and underrated. Absolutely. But um, so, love them. So, which love TLC it. track have you picked? So this is "Creep" by TLC. Okay, so moving on from TLC, who's next on your mixtape? So we have to do a Britney. We have to do a Britney Spears. She was a big influence. I remember freshman year of high school in our theater class, um, a, a friend of mine was like, everybody gather around. There's a new song by this new artist and her name is Britney Spears. And this is gonna change your life. And she wasn't wrong. <laughs> She wasn't wrong. It was like a mind-blowing song. We were like, whoa, we've never heard anything like this before. And it's relevant to talk about Britney right now because of, I don't know if you've seen this documentary yeah, that's out about it. her. There's a lot yeah, going on. we watched it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it's, it's sad. And it's like the thing she's had to go through is really tragic and sad and hard. And um, I feel like we've, it's fun. It's in, not fun. It's terrible to watch some of these interviews she'd had to endure as a, as a teen um, and the things that they talked to her about, which were none of people's business. And to see us, like, we would never do that now. We would never talk to teen artists like that now. It's good to know we've come a long way, but she was so uh, mm. affected. And um, so, like, we wish her well and hashtag free Britney. But yeah, um, <laughs> it, it was it was really interesting because obviously like, there's been a big push to be on on the right side of how people and are treated you know you, 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 yeah you've got the me too movement you've got black lives matter that have come through that are that have kind of mm-hmm. served as like a catalyst for for trying to push things forward and, and what's yeah. horrible is to see the resistance to that that has probably mm-hmm. always been there but 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 because the the, the movements are ramping up so 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 is that sort yeah. of opposing force yeah they got um, louder which is it's it, disappointing is probably the the the, the most diplomatic yeah. way of putting it um i yeah and, i agree very very and, disappointing and, so to to see someone treated like a resource like that and kind of marginalized by sort of these legalities and, and and you know, and someone who's mm-hmm. supposed to be a carer is potentially taking advantage of the situation. It's um, yeah, it's, it's a really it's interesting documentary, but but also you kind of feel on one hand they're raising awareness for this thing, and there's this big movement to like push to yeah. get her kind of uh, I guess I guess you'd say emancipated from the situation. 
Um, sure. But on the other hand, you feel a little bit guilty of being a voyeur, just sort of. Yeah, because yeah, it, that's a good point. It's like, are we doing this? Are we like, are we? How much are we helping? And how much are we like, just like watching her again? And at you know, how much is this like being taken for entertainment? Yeah, that's, it's it's it, there's a fine yeah. line there. Um, and it's hard to know mm-hmm. what side you you, you you fall on, but uh, I, but I, you know I guess if you're mm-hmm. if you're supporting the the notion that she should be able to make her own choices with her finances and her, her creative endeavors, then I guess I guess you are on the right side of it. But it's um, it was a yeah. it was a really interesting sort of it was an interesting piece of media that posed a lot of interesting questions. So totally, but. Totally. But <laughs> there was a, back then when the music was first coming out, there there was this element of this sort of almost manufactured pop. Yeah, and oh, hundred percent. Whilst a lot of the music was kind of undeniably catchy, to to me, I, re- I remember when I when I first heard "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time," it's like, oh, it sounds like a female Backstreet Boys song. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And, and I'm oh, sure yeah. some of that material was yeah. produced by the same people. It must have been. Well, I think they are. I think yeah. heavily so. I think it's a, it's a I want to say it was Swedish people because usually it is, but um, it was then. But I think it was just, there's one guy who did like a, a big majority of that genre of music for that handful of years. Um, I, I don't I don't know it uh, all the I don't have all the knowledge on that, but I'm pretty sure it was like majority one guy that was like, oh yeah. And that's why you hear a lot of the similar sound when that was new. It was like, oh, this is really cool. And then it was like, okay, this all kind of sounds about the same because it's a formula. It's very, yeah, very manufactured. Um, but what, but yeah. And then after a time, like in hindsight, we're like, oh, it all sounds the damn same. <laughs> but, so why did you, know? you pick this one though? I picked this one. Because if we're talking about like in my nostalgic brain, this was a this one, although it sounded very much like her first big release. Um, I'm really into music videos. I liked the aesthetic of watching the music video, watching the dancers dance, and I liked the choreography. So I think it was like more about the whole visual uh, alongside the. Track. So this track is. So this track is "Drive Me Crazy" by Britney Spears. Moving on from the hostage, Britney Spears, who's our next? The, I picked Lauren Hill because this is pro, uh, probably one of, if not my favorite, I consider to be one of the best albums mm-hmm. of all time. Um, yeah, period. <laughs> uh, Lauren Hill was uh, actually really first introduced to me when I watched Sister Act 2 starring Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I was really a big fan of those movies. Um, it was funny. It was musical. And, you know, that's what I do now in my life is try to be funny and musical all at once. Um, so big influence for me. I actually got to be in Sister Act of the Musical a few years back, a handful of years back now. 
at a theater out here in <laughs> um and it's the only musical I've done out here in LA. Um, a full production, it's a big production musical that I've done out here in LA. And that's the only one I wanted to do. I was like, Sister Act is my jam. I just wanted to be a singing, dancing nun. <laughs> and that's it. And it was, and I got to do that. So I was like, I checked that that's, off that, the list. That's a, that's, that's a um, good bucket list <laughs> endeavor. I like it. It is. Singing, dancing nun. Like, so, I mean, yeah. And now they just gotta make you know re- See, remake I, the movie again. I had a similar thing, but like obviously I, I got introduced to her by the Fugees, and then was watching yeah. Sister Act and spotted her, and I was just like, oh no way, that's Lauren, that's Lauren Hill, and I was kind of blown away by that because the Fugees are are such a legit hip hop group. Yes, and actually, was the Fuji? How close were the Fuji's release and that movie? Uh-oh. I wonder, because maybe Fuji's was right before that too. Maybe I did know the Fuji's first. Well, I'd like. I, 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 <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of the of the Fuji's when the first album came out. It was really when the score came out yeah. that they really kind of broke through. Yeah. So, and yes. I think. I would imagine the score would would have come out after that movie. I would, I, I think. Yeah, maybe so. you're right. Um, yeah. But the Miseducation of Lauren Hill was a, a phenomenal record, and and, mm-hmm. and and weirdly never to be repeated because obviously she's had a bunch of sort of troubles since. But but what a perfectly yeah. put together record! Like so many sort of genres kind of crossing over. And yeah. this track, a perfect blend of like mm-hmm. pop melody with some really uh, amazing uh, rapping. You know, like the, 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 her 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 yeah. delivery when she's when she MCs is flawless. Yeah, truly flawless, warm. <laughs> She's got this warm tone that's just so soothing in this way too. Um, and this is why I chose this track is because of the blend of those those things. And I think that's why it was such a big hit. Probably, I mean, award-winning for sure. Well, I think I, th- I think the, bl- the blend of the two being done so well made this single so accessible. I can imagine mm-hmm. there's a lot of people yeah. that would have bought the record on the strength of that single who then mm-hmm. get exposed to all this other stuff and I, I think it's a record that potentially broadened a lot of people's horizons at the time. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so too. It certainly did mine. So I would say, going going back to that point when you when you get that record and you and you 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 know so much about Lauren Hill at that point, but then you listen to the record and you hear all this other stuff. Like, what what what, what does the younger you think of all of this? Gosh, I wish I could remember exactly, but um. I just remember feeling like there was a whole story to be told from beginning to end that I really liked. She had a lot of important things to say um, that, like, I hadn't really attached myself to, like, meaning of lyrics as much in the pop world. I mean, maybe a little bit, like Alanis mm-hmm. for sure, um, although she was a little more cryptic in some ways <laughs> and, like, uh, yeah, and, and played with us a little bit. But, um yeah, there was something to be, you know, to be said for, and also from hearing from a woman of color, um, in in like bringing pop and and hip hop as a woman 
into my frame of view was was just like really exciting. Okay, so this track is. Yeah. Oh, so this is Do Walk That Thing. To the man, or concerned with his rims and his hems and his women, him and his men come in the club like the fans. Don't care who that you fan, Poppy Yang. You got yeah. All right, moving on from Lauren Hill, who are we listening to now? Okay, so going back to like the concerts that I want to go to when this mm-hmm. when I can, Robin is top of the list for me. Um, another person that's been consistently making great music. Um, Although I picked an earlier track of hers because of the nostalgic theme we have going on. Um, Some of her uh, later work is just absolutely incredible um, and really fun. And um, and so, yeah, I, I picked her. She also likes to incorporate movement and dance into her performances in a way that I think... I wish a lot more people did. Um, just like a true artist in so many ways. She started her own label eventually and did some really cool stuff. Um, and some funny. She's funny. I could go on and on. She's she's a she, delight. She's been brought half. up a couple of times in in the last sort of six months on on a couple on a couple of episodes. Yeah. And I didn't realize I liked her so much. But like uh, but like dancing mm. on my own is the track that's come up twice. That's and the it's, one, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of, there's this wistful kind of perspective that she she gets across in the, in this kind of this kind of jilted lover, almost stalkerish. Like I'm, I can see you living your life, almost like how dare you be going on with your life in front of me, kind of vibe. But ah, which I think, yeah, everyone's felt that way at some point. Um, totally, and totally. The, the music is so well done and creates this whole atmosphere mm-hmm. and and it it, it it tells a story and it paints a picture in your head absolutely so like I've had this kind of revelation like oh I didn't realize I like this artist as much as I do and when I saw this track on your list I was like well yeah. obviously I know who she is but I, like, I don't know that track name but when I listened to the track I absolutely yeah. recognize it yeah it's a lot of people didn't put her older work 90s work together with her as an artist now because it is quite different um but i've had a i just recently did a, a dance to this on a tiktok and people were like whoa i didn't realize this was her and it but it to, i totally know this song so it's like a similar yeah reaction um but this song reminds me of i you know they used to used to have those like buy 12 cds for a dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. or something and you join that club or whatever and i did that a couple of times and this was how I found this album was through one of those stupid scammy little <laughs> <laughs> CD clubs and I'm so glad I did so this track is <laughs> so this is Show Me Love by Robin So following on from Robin, we find ourselves at your final track. Before we get into that, 
for the benefit of anyone who's hearing you for the first time, where's the best place to find out about you and, and what you do? Well, if you're on TikTok, that's my main jam lately. <laughs> you can find me at Gwen Carroll. Um, you can find me as Gwen Carroll on Instagram. Um, Pretty on Pitch is uh, on any platform as uh, my friend and I's very exciting uh, musical comedy work. A short film coming soon for people to see. Yeah, that's amazing. It. Well, well, keep keep me posted on the film, and we'll absolutely promote it when it comes out. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, we, the film festivals that we wanted to do, you know, was kind of a quiet year for that. So we're waiting for things to be a little more uh, easy yeah. access. Um, so we can be we, want, we like to be at things in person we like to talk to people and see people and have people see our Absolutely. stuff so we're waiting <laughs> okay moving on from Robin who's up next okay so this last track is a total change up because this is no longer about nostalgia this is just a track that I want everyone to know about and hear um, because I discovered it last oh god it was 2019 2020 doesn't count anymore it was the end of 2019. I went to Australia for a friend's wedding, which I'm very, very grateful I got to do at the end of 2019. And a friend of mine introduced me to this track and um, they're, uh, they're, uh, this group called Red, uh, Red Hearse. And it's this pop super group made up of Jack Antonoff, who uh, um, many of us know is a producer of so many people's work. Um, Sam Dew, who is a, like a, a hip hop rap artist and then Soundwave. Um, and these three dudes made this little pop super group and they only released a handful of tracks and we wish they had given us more. Um, I'd heard this song and I had like chills. It was so, uh, I don't know, you have to just like hear it <laughs> to know. Um, and uh, yeah, I just was, I was hooked and I just want everyone to know that it exists. So this track is? So this track is Half Love by Red Hearse. Gwen, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. This has been a blast. I'm so glad I got to meet you. And uh, yeah, I'm, this podcast is awesome. I'm just too good for that half love. Know that you've been feeling it too. Let's admit the truth. Never gonna love another like you. What if we were So that concludes what has been a unashamedly pop version of Mixtapes with Mike. I thoroughly enjoyed speaking to Gwen. She's she's good value for money, man. Like, she's, she's just this ball of energy. And if you check out her social media, you will see what I mean. As always, we've kept the music discussed played below the conversation because I believe that all musicians should be paid for what they do. So if you want to listen to Gwen's mixtape in full, you can find it on Apple Music or Spotify by clicking the link in the show notes. But for now, I'll see you next week for another episode of Mixtapes with Mike. I'm just too good for that half love Know that you've been feeling it too Let's admit the truth Never gonna love another like you what if we were real with this honesty? I'm just too good for it.